Hello and welcome to the Villa Park Podcast. It's me, Rich, and I'm back with the original OG. The original OG, Mr. Richard (laughs) Butler. How are you doing, my man? I'm feeling good, mate. I'm feeling good. I, you know, when we win, it's easier to come on and talk about the villa. So, um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased, pleased to be back. Um, yeah, good, good weekend to be an Aston Villa fan. So I'm looking forward to getting into it and talking about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was a fantastic weekend until uh, maybe Arsenal didn't quite do us, oh, yeah. do us the favour that they could have done. But look, we'll, we'll, we can only control what we can tr- control. We'll get into that shortly because. Yeah, I, I don't think you can count on any football results at the moment. Um, even though we did like a, a running show with the last three games of the se- last three weeks of the season, and we thought me, Kevin, Martin had it all sorted, but absolutely not. So yeah, we'll get into all that. We'll cover the game to, uh, from yesterday, all the talking points, the atmosphere, your comments. Get your comments in, guys. Um, before we kind of go into everything, just to remind you all, we're at, I think we're nearly at. We're approaching 1,450 subscribers, which is brilliant. So hit that subscribe button, hit that like button as well. Um, help us spread the word of the channel. And uh, if you do want to become a member of the channel, then please do click the link at the top. It's pinned in the chat uh, and follow the instructions or um, click the join button when you go into our channel and follow the instructions there. Well, all anything is a massive, massive appreciation. Um, I'll get into some comments straight away. Uh, Rich, um, Brett is saying, please don't mention Europe. It's done. <laughs> Look, we, like I said, we can't rely on too much on any other results. All we can do is our, our own. Uh, Marine says, why don't the Villa View and the Villa podcast and new TV podcast and Stato and the Paddies all get together and create an Aston Villa fans channel like Toffee TV or Arsenal? Look, we might be able to do something in the preseason and, and, I'm sure. I mean, we've had Luke on before from UTV Podcast, haven't we? We've had Max on yep. before, Rich, from yeah. Villa uh, Villa on tour. We've had Dan on from Villa View before. So, yeah, you know, we're more than welcome to do something with them. AJ's in the house. Good evening, mate. Uh, Duncan is in. Good evening, Duncan. Michael, evening all. Great day at Villa Park yesterday and fantastic to meet you and your son, Richard. It was absolutely fantastic to meet you too, mate. Um, and uh, it was great. I mean, there was... I think there was three or four people that uh, I think there was Blue. Uh, I'll have to remember his name. Remember his name on here, uh, Baby Blue or something like that. On on um, who watches the show? Baby Bloom, I think he's called. Um, came up as we we're walking out of the ground, saying, "Oh, great job on the podcast, Rich. Really appreciate it." Um, there was someone who shouted out from the car, Rich Villa Park Pod, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, it was great. And uh, Michael, like I say, fantastic to meet you. And, and Dale uh, was messaging on uh, on Twitter and asked me to shout out his, his uh, give his son a shout out. Um, so, yeah, there you go, Dale. I'm giving your lad a shout out. Dale Faultless on uh, on Twitter um, said, give his, give his lad a shout out. He's two in August. And one of his first words was Villa. So, yeah, yeah brilliant. amazing, <laughs> amazing. So, uh, yeah, Dale. thanks for watching, guys. And look, it's amazing to see people who watch the show and uh, and appreciate what we do. And we appreciate you watching us and, and getting your comments in. So, fantastic. Um, Molly Boy, good evening. Uh, Rachel, evening. Evening to you, Rachel. Uh, Samba Brazil, Villa Samba Brazil. Evening from Brazil. Great stuff. Love what oh, wow. you do. Obrigado. Thank you very much. Um, 
Arsenal, so Spursy, absolutely, Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Morley Boy, dominant yesterday in Kane, Penn. Everyone, I think, know it was was a dive. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that. Uh, Duncan, I'll come to your comment in a bit later. Michael saying it's still all to play for. Dale, hello, lad. Sorry I'm late. Not a problem, mate. Just gave your son a shout out. So thank you. Um, uh, Gary, buenas tardes, everyone. Hopefully Europe is still on. Mark's in the house. Evening, guys. And Alfie says evening. Good evening to you all. Thank you. 33 watching already. Hit that like button, guys. Please help us uh, keep growing. Willie Moyes is in the house. Evening from north of the border. Uh, great to have you on board. So, mate, um, I uh, I spotted you from the from the bottom of the whole ten right to the uh, the Trinity at Trinity Road stand. Um, I know you have a, a great view. I've been in your seat before, but before the game, I, I mean, I was sort of going around around the ground, and and I just caught the team on my uh, on the phone. Um, were you a little bit surprised after, like, we talked about all the players coming back? You know, the likes of uh, Matty Cash back in and. Kamara back in the squad, one of, and Leon Bailey back in the squad. Were you surprised that kind of Bailey was the only one that was brought in? Um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the um, Diego Carlos as well is, is back in the fold now, and there's um, I, I, he, he knows what he's got with the majority of his of that first eleven. I, I think if it wasn't Bailey, it would have been Trey Ray, and I think he's he's got a soft spot for Bailey, and and you know the. It was the right decision. If it, you know, um, from we'll talk about the, the first goal. I'm, I'm sure um, it's an interesting one, Bailey. And I know he gets spoken a lot about um, the, some of the bad things he does on, on this podcast. But he's a winger that attacks fullbacks, and you only need one thing to go right in a game, and, and you create a goal. So I think with when I saw the the, the Spurs lineup, actually, um, I felt he could get at them a bit more than Traore. I think Traore slows the game down a little bit when he gets the ball, whereas Bailey, if he's got space to run into and they were playing, well, it looked like they were playing um, a back three with, with wing backs, but there was space for him to get into. So I think he's got players now that he trusts. You know, mm. um, again, Lewis Ramsey are always going to be there or thereabouts to start in 11, even in Sam. Um, and the back four picks itself. Um, so, yeah, it didn't really, really surprise me. What about yourself? I was, yeah, I was a wee bit, I mean, we were talking about Ash, obviously Ashley Young maybe needing a bit of a rest and thought if Cash was was kind of had a full week's training, whether he he would get the shirt and, and particularly against someone like Son um, and, uh, and, yeah, and uh, and whether we'd need the, the pace. I know, I know Cash isn't the best one-on-one defender. So, mm. you know, there's obviously pros and cons with both players, but I was a little bit surprised out. I don't think I was too surprised that Bailey started. Um, and I was maybe expecting Kamara maybe to, to feature somewhere in the starting lineup, but yeah, it was just it, w- it was one of those. I mean, he, like you said, he trusts his players, and I think yeah. it was Tony Cascarino. I've seen a clip of him on Talksport saying, you know, what a great job Emery's done. Um, but he says, like, you know, it's almost like the team picks itself. Now that's yeah. that's a benefit and a drawback because you can't always freshen it up and it's looked like we've needed we've been a bit leggy and we've been a bit tired. But at the same time, if you've been putting all your effort into those players and coaching all those players, you, you know that you can trust them, which is exactly well, what you just said. Yeah, I, I saw that quote from Cascarino and he also said, you know how Villa are going to play. 
And I think that that's a little bit of a backhanded compliment, really, because teams are coming up against us, known how we're going to play and still not being able to get the better of us. Well, certainly Spurs <laughs> on Saturday anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anything from you, Sam? Uh, first of all, great to have you on board, mate. Thank you for jumping on. Anything um, from you on the starting lineup? Were you expecting to see anybody else come in or were you happy with what was on offer? I think I think it's like you said. You have to excuse me. My my voice is absolutely dead from the atmosphere of Villa Park. Yeah, oh, it was good one. Yeah, forget the starting lineup. Start with the atmosphere of Villa Park. Incredible. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I, I I I kind of share the same sentiments as Rich. You know, there were players able to you know able to come back or feature in the in the starting lineup. The Kamaras and the, um, Cashes of the world. I, I think. I, I thought it would be about the same. I thought he might bring in Kamara and put McGinn out on the right instead of instead of Bailey, but um, I guess he, he knew what he was doing, didn't he? So I left it as it was. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll come to some comments. I've got so many comments flying in, so I will I will come to them. Um, please uh, just bear with me. But with regards to that, we've seen it, particularly in home games, where... Um, as a, as Sean said, Leon Bailey as a, <laughs> has has started games really well. Like you know, I think it was uh, was it United at home he scored early. Was it Brentford? Obviously before Emery came in, uh, Leeds at home he scored early, uh, and it's, uh, I think it was Palace where he set up the goal, or Brent or Bournemouth where he set up the goal, and obviously on on Saturday sets up the goal against Spurs, and he. He seems to be one of those players who catches a defender um, on their on their heels a little bit early on in a game, and and it, and maybe that's something that Emery has seen in him, and and obviously it paid dividends on Saturday as what well, again. Yeah, I think. Go on. Sorry, Rich. Um, no, I, I think. I mean, you take it take it on face value. Don't. I mean, let's not underplay or overplay. You know what he did. The ball was given to him in 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 space. Um, you know, he, he had the time to kind of look up, picked up, picked out Jacob Ramsey. It was a nice pass. It was a nice assist, um, you know, and, and he deserves deserves full credit for that after what's been a difficult season for him and maybe not living up to the expectation or the promise that he showed. But I don't think he was great in the first half. Um, I know I, I saw on, on uh, I, use, I use an app called Footmob, and at the end of the game, I saw Leon Bailey had been voted man of the match and my, my head was... Hmm. All over the place. Yeah, I use Fat Mob as well. I hadn't noticed that to be honest, but yeah, I've seen yeah, a I mean, compilation of some of the stuff that he did. I mean, obviously, you can. I think that's how we signed him. We saw like a YouTube compilation and thought, yeah. you know, he looks good. But he really does that, doesn't he? Like he'll go yeah. past two or three players, and that's yeah. great for a highlight reel. But then at the end of that move, he loses the ball, and he's and, and you know, and then he's kind of caught upfield, and you know, it's got to track back. I don't, I don't dislike. I don't have the Kev agenda. Against no, no, no. I, I, yeah, no, I just, I, I just thought I he was, I thought he was okay. Yes, um, I don't yes. think he was spectacular. I don't think he was terrible. And and when he came off, I thought just for about maybe twenty minutes before he came off, I thought he was pretty ineffective. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think like Rich, I know we we we. I think the three of us aren't aren't necessarily massive, you know, Leon Bailey fans. We understand that that winger is. It, it, a winger type position is always going to be inconsistent, um, uh, and and also in an Emery system, that right hand side at this moment in time, the system that is playing that right hand side 
doesn't get the ball a lot anyway, Rich. Like it's he, he he's an option out on that right hand side, and but our, most of our play comes down the left. So at times he's gonna be that kind of spare part, isn't he? Yeah, I also think that Moreno gets forward a hell of a lot on the left hand side, and you're not gonna get that with Ashley Young. So yeah. it's. You do. I mean, you saw with the goal, uh, it, we won the ball back on, on the left-hand side and it came across the pitch and it eventually it got to him. It's just a headache in that defenders know what he has got in his locker. And Sam, you're right, you know, he'll skip past a few players and usually he'll, he'll lose the ball um, and he'll fall himself somehow and, and try something that, that won't work. He loves to cut in and he's dangerous if he can get on his left foot and get a shot off. And so I, I always think, you know, I remember when we had Grealish in, in the team, other teams, other players around him look good because the opposition knew what Grealish could do with the ball. I'm not comparing Bailey to Grealish, but just the danger that he's got with his speed. It's just a headache. And whether he executes on that in a game or not, he keeps defenders guessing. He stretches the play. And look, as I said, I don't think Young often sees the opposition half really. So on the right-hand side, the ball doesn't get through to him that much. He goes up the left quite a lot. Ramsey getting the ball and, you know, pushing forward. So he's not always in the game. So I think sometimes the criticism of him is a little unfair when he's, he's not been in the game, but, he certainly wasn't man of the match for me either on Saturday, but he was a, a seven out of ten. Yeah, he, he, he you know, he assisted the the, the, the key goal yeah. and got us off to a great start. And obviously, the guy who scored it, Jacob Ramsey, I think that's five goals for the season, Premier League goals for the season, all at home. I would, would add, and then he's got five assists. So, you know, it's all about stats these days, isn't it? So they're saying he's had ten goal involvements and all, and all that jazz. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that's meant to mean, but uh, but but all being said, that being said, Sam, great finish and uh, and yeah, good. I thought he was, I thought he was more effective yesterday in his overall performance as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it was a it was a really nice move, kind of started by Ramsey, and I like that he was following it up. You know, he played the ball out to, to Leon Bailey. He didn't feel like my job was, uh, you know, my job's done. He, he followed it up and. Um, you know, to, the kind of desire and the, the, to, to get ahead of the man and finish that first. It wasn't easy because there was a man on him. But um, yeah, brilliant. I mean, it, you'll 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 take that as long as the rest of the team are doing their job. You know, Leon Bailey only has to do a couple, have a couple of moments like that. He doesn't. You don't need him firing all the time. Um, precisely, precisely. And, and, yeah. and maybe that's a good confidence booster for him. I mean, look, we know he's got he's got talent. I think he's low on confidence. I think the speed and the the um, uh, the sort of ferocity of the league is a bit maybe overwhelming for him at times. I think the kind of strength and the physicality of the league is a bit um, is a bit rough. But he he did well, and we'll we'll take it. I mean, I said this about Ollie Watkins last time I was on. You know, the question is, do you think you, we could do better? You know, if I ask the same question about Bailey, the answer is a hundred percent. And like Rich was saying about Moreno, Moreno gets forward like loads and. And he plays as, I know, a left wing back, but he really is actually just a left back and a left winger all in one. Yeah. So I feel like there's definitely more. He gets involved so much. Leon Bailey could do that on the other side, but I feel like people trust Moreno more, which is why we naturally drift out to our left-hand side more. Um, but yeah, can we also just take a second? To, <laughs> one of the comments, <laughs> Gary's asked if, I, if I'm in a sauna. 
<laughs> Where's this? Where's this? <laughs> it's salmon and soda. You've got to get that up. Gary, the answer, the answer is, is no. But if people would like to do the super chats and become members of so that you can get me a proper camera, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> what a quality comment that is. <laughs> Sam, I thought you I thought you were gonna save more join as members. You'll do it from a sauna. Yeah, that's I might, what I thought you were gonna that say. might put people off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to see that, Richard. I, I, I can read the room, I read the room. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I thought you were I thought you were referring to the comment a couple of a couple of uh, uh comments above <laughs> from Nigel. I'm in full agreement with you, Nigel. I am in full agreement with you. Um, sensible conversation tonight, absolutely, mate. Um, let's let's get into some comments anyway. Uh, let's just see what we've got. Uh, Gary, only Europe will get now is by watching Eurovision next year. Oh, come on, Gary. Gary's um, you're you're in you're in Sam you're in Sam's camp, but we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Big T said, I said two plus goals, just got the prediction wrong, saying 4-2. I said at the start of the season, as long as we finish in the top 10, I'm happy. It's looked like it's going that way. Duncan Bailey will come good next season with better players around him. Um, Rachel, top 10 will be a great season from where we were under Gerrard. Um, still a good win yesterday, though. I refuse to talk about Europe with Brighton having games in hand, unless we win the last two and Brighton flop under tiredness. Look, all we can do is control what we can control. Um, Aaron's in the Aaron's back. Yes, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> get you to say Leon <laughs> Bailey. That would be brilliant. Don't get me started on you know what that says. Watkins. Every time him and his girl do them things, he can't score. Herelio <laughs> 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 Gomez uh, says, "Go back and watch the podcast from when we lost against Fulham and SG got the bullet." Then temper your temper. It's been a great season. Whatever. And Emery is managing Villa. Life is good. Absolutely. Uh, Michael said, at this point in the season, I won't go hard on any players as we need their confidence up. So Bailey's the new Tony Morley for me. Um, Dale says, forget Brighton. We've got to a point better than Spurs. Ahead of us on goal difference, conference would be a massive achievement. 100%, mate. Uh, I think wherever we are, just just on that, sorry, just on that, um, is it 57 points we've got now? Um, And our previous highest since we got promoted was... Uh, 54, 55. So we've already beaten that. And then I think if we get, I think Villa Stato said something about if we get one more win, I think we've we've equaled or we've bettered our previous best wins in the, is, yeah. in, the to, so. in the top division or something like that. So, I mean, it's I know I know Unai's love breaking records at the moment. So regardless of the of where we finish in the league, let's say, I mean, the other the other teams, you know, Spurs apparently having an awful season. Um, you know, Brighton are having a great season, but Brentford are now coming up. But regardless of that, Rich, it's still been, you know, a phenomenal kind of last, what is it, six, six, seven months? Yeah, I mean, where we were left when Gerard, you know, uh, exited Villa Park, you had a, on paper, you had some good players with zero confidence. There was no identity. I know I used to love saying that, that word. And I was talking to someone during the week and, and Emery's, he signed Moreno and he's, he's tweaked the team around, but his coaching squad have, have got on to the grass with the players and really worked with them on, on where they should. I mean, look, there's, there's still a lot of improvements. I still think Wendy gets a little bit lost during games. And I, I don't think that, that connection that 
we would like for him to have from midfield to attack happens as often as we would like. Um, but he's, he's, he's worked miracles. One of the comments um, earlier were the type of players we should get. Is it younger players? Is it more experienced players? I think you've got you've got Kamara who's been in and out of the team because of injury. So what, he's probably missed about three months of, of football. Um, Carlos has, has been out for the majority of the season. Kamara, for me, as, as good as McGinn has played in, in this, the last four or five months, next season, I'm super excited to see just he's a Rolls Royce of a footballer. I'm yeah. just excited to see him control the midfield and, and let Dougie push forward a little bit more, create a bit more. And and I think Ramsey's chances or, or starts will be limited um, once he's, he's back in the team. Well, they've all got they've all got to step up, haven't they? That's the yeah. point. You know, you you know, there's 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 a spot for Ramsey definitely, particularly on that performance yesterday. Yeah, Yeah. You know, uh, he's the only player at the moment who can carry the ball at pace, um, who can get us territory. He's got a goal in him, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I do like him, but I agree on Kamara. I just, I think I'd like to see him kind of be able to 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 last twenty to twenty five games in a row. Whereas yeah. at the moment he's he's do, he does like ten to fifteen, and then he's injured for two or three months. Not his fault, but yeah, yeah. Like Sam said about the physicality of the Premier League, that's something that he's. I'm sure that he's, he's going to have to get used to. I think, and I think, I think, sorry, go, go on, on, Sam. No, go on, go on. I was just going to say, I think Ramsey's versatility to play in a midfield three or a front three as well will really help him. Yeah. He, he's the only player really that, that can do that, that switch. So you're right, there's, there's loads of positives about him, but with Kamara fit, I, I don't think he'll make that midfield three as often yeah. as he would like anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, he's... Um, He's super talented. A lot of people talking about him for Young Player of the Year in the league and stuff like. That. I mean, he won't win it because you've got Martinelli and Saka in that in that bracket. But he's, um, I think he's he's one of the players. And correct me if you think I'm wrong. But I think of all the players since um, who who have improved since Emery's come in. I think he's improved the least. As in, like he was. I think he may have been that good to start with that it's hard to improve him but yeah i think competition for him next year will be a big thing because he he's on his day he's got everything and he's he's absolutely class but i think he can go quiet in games as well and i think he he needs that coaching i think he needs to be um you know he, he needs to be better over a longer period of time in a game um and not have those those moments like he had against spurs he had really good moments but other parts of the game he went, he went quite quiet so I think maybe a bit of competition. Um, hope he's learning off, you know, Coutinho and and even Buendia to a certain extent. You know, there are certain things that Buendia does that Jacob Ramsey could really benefit from. So he's a good player. It will get it with time. And mm. he, but I think I agree with Rich. I, I don't see him as often in the starting lineup next mm. year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gary says our record in signing proper wingers isn't great. El Ghazi, Tres, Traore, Leon, etc. We need to get it right to kick on, especially if we need two of them. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Villa Samba Brazil says, I wouldn't be surprised if Cash was moved on in the next window. Just got a hunch that he's not what Emery is looking for. Maybe, I agree with maybe that. so. Yeah. Uh, JB08 says, Leon needs space to run into. We we have him. Um, Willie says, great display by the whole team, but who do you think we should go for in the next summer? Players with experience or younger players to build for the next two or three years? Let's, let's part that. I think that's a good question to kind of discuss in a, in a bit. Um, so keep that keep that to mind, lads, and just have a think about that. Um, Leon needs space to run into. We haven't quite misunderstood. So very much like a Harvey Barnes, we don't do it enough for him. 
we expect him to beat two or three men and that isn't his game. He, he does definitely get doubled up on, but that, like I say, that's, that's that, that's that part where that fullback doesn't get, get beyond him maybe to, to give him a, a, another option. And if you, um, if you look at like a player like Harvey Barnes, like the goal he scored against us, he was level or just behind Ashley Young when that ball came in over the top. One touch, power, pace. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Directness. Yeah. Leon, Leon Bailey doesn't have that. So even if you give it to him over the top, Ashley Young did it a couple of times against Spurs over the top. And Leon Bailey, you know, the fumbles with the first touch, or he takes a touch and he turns his body back towards the goal. Um, yeah. So he's, he's, he doesn't have that directness. I don't think he's as good as a Harvey Barnes. And, a lot of people are saying he needs space to run into, space to run into. I don't I don't disagree, but I think Leon Bailey's whole USP is that he takes players on, is that he can mm. beat a man. And sometimes he'll beat a man and he'll turn around and try and do it again. Yeah. So it's like I, I get where I get where the comments are coming from. I, I have to if I'm being honest, I, I say that I disagree. Yeah, I, I I do I think I think he's I think he almost overthinks. Like it's it's way better when he just gets the ball and does the first thing that, like, it, whether it's instinct or whether it's whatever. I just think that when he tries to think it too much, he then kind of gets caught in between two or three different options. Like that one on uh, the the when he sets up the goal, he really only had one. I mean, he could have cut in and shut shut, but it really the ball and his controlling touch took him where he had to drop his shoulder and then go and then put it in on his right foot. And then the two decent crosses that he put in with the similar thing where he's got the defender faced up and then he's gone. Um, when he's getting the ball and he's receiving it, Ashley Young, you know, with his back to goal, very often that he just gets swarmed on and then he's he's struggling to for, for what where and what to do. So yeah, I um I, I agree. There's there's I think with a Harvey Barnes type player, he kind of knows what he's gonna do with it almost. Like he'll just give it first time on that one. And then and then and then he'll move off and then he'll wait for that moment when he like a similar thing what he did with Ash Young and he'll just go for that jugular and go for goal. Whereas I think Bailey needs to kind of think of that a little bit more. Um, Paul says hi, Rich, Rich and Sam. How are you guys? We're doing great, mate. With the Brighton result is between Spurs and Villa for seventh. Can Brentford beat Spurs? We win against Liverpool and win against Brighton, but Leeds draw with Spurs. Look, <laughs> I think today and the other days have shown us that. We, we we can't we can't talk about too many other teams' results. We've just got to focus on ourselves. I know we've been having a lot of conversation in the chat, but uh, yeah, it's so difficult to say. Um, Dale says three signs of forty to fifty million each would be a bonus. Power Torres, Ferran Torres, and Guendouzi. That'd be pretty good, mate. Um, depends on Brentford beating Spurs and we beat Brighton. We'll hopefully, have Europe by then. We'll have to see. Um, Will be will four or five big name signs in the summer. We already have the squad players. Yeah, shouting out now. Next week is the last game for our women, so please get down to support them and bring your flags out for the nation of your fave player against Brighton. Yeah, well, women. I think they're are they have they had a game this weekend? No, it was it the FA Cup final, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was Chelsea United. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's Liverpool yeah. next week. Right, right, okay. Uh, JB said, we need someone electric, someone who terrifies the opposition, bums off seat player. I've no idea who that is, but I know we'll be trying for one. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, Grealish, uh, Grealish. Um, <laughs> money talks, you pay it most, will come, says Duncan. Um, Gary saying, Watkins has reverted to type, unfortunately. He just needs a goal, that. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. still I say think, Watkins I, would be more left wing. 
Go on, this- sorry, yeah, let's talk, let's talk Watkins because we did have a few chances in that towards the end of that, you know, we've throughout that um throughout that first half, one of them being to Watkins. I know it was it was a great ball across from Moreno, but yeah, is he is he kind of getting found out a little bit at this moment in time? I call him I, I've been I even said this whilst he was in form and, and look, we love Ollie Watkins, he's part of the part of the fabric of Villa, so it's not about attacking him personally. But he's he's a purple patch player and he always has been. He has um <laughs> why am I in a brothel? <laughs> What's going on? Is there something about my surroundings today? That's making it... I no. mean, you, you, you've taken your pants, you've taken your pants off and put them behind you, Sam. I was just getting really hot because I was in the sauna. So, yeah, know, yeah, yeah true. Really <laughs> um, I think uh, if everyone stopped looking at my pants in the background, no brothel now. Yeah, you saw yeah, it. No brothel now. Um, if only you could see what's going on under the table. <laughs> I think I think with Ollie Watkins, I was saying it before. He's 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 a purple patch. He's a purple patch player. He has good periods in a season. He's not very consistent. And I I also think as well when he's not scoring, I don't think he contributes a lot. I saw someone talk about the the little flick that he did to to Jacob Ramsey just before the first goal, and. I mean, it's just such a basic bit of skill. Like it's not, it's not anything super impressive or you know anything to lose your head over. But people really want Watkins to succeed. I feel like if if I had, if you said to me the first signing we should go out and make this summer for me, it's a striker, a striker, and then and then wingers. That's my priority. And if we only got three players, we got a striker and two wingers, I'd be happy. Um, I really like Ollie Watkins. He's not good enough to lead the line for Villa for where we want to get to. Um, I, I just don't. I don't. I just don't. Think, I, he goes through so many. The last five games since Newcastle, honestly, Rich, he hasn't done a thing. No, really I get hasn't. that. I get that. But if we if we rewind back to the conversation about Bailey, you've got Bailey playing one side of him, and we've criticised Bailey doesn't do enough in a game. You've got Wendier dropping deep behind him. Watkins has always got two centre halves around him, so like I, I agree, he's a bit of a purple patch player. You need to spread the game. To he's he's very good at, at getting shots off and scoring from tight angles. He's very good if he sometimes some of his goals. I've, I've thought before he scored, he's pushed it too wide there. But when when it gets congested, he can't find the space. And I he think what's been really rich, he needs too many. He needs yeah. too many chances. His conversion. Right. And I don't, you know, I've seen people talk about like his actual conversion rate and it's, it's not bad. But if you look at the chances that he's missed, that's gone from blocks or he's just, he's pushed it too wide or his first touch has let him down. or Like people talk about Buendia and his goals and assists. Like every game I watch Buendia, he's so involved in the play and he does occupy space and he does take players and he does turn, he brings other people into the game. He's kind of like, I, I, I really like Wendy and I think his his output needs to be more his actual results. But I think in general, at least he's contributing to the game. I don't remember Ali Watkins making more than five meaningful touches against Spurs. I really don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. But I, I think there's there's a lot more that can be done when you're playing in midfield than when you're up front. Yeah. If, if, you, if you if you don't get the ball, you you, like you you will have seen Kane drop quite deep in in um would he, he didn't really do it in in. A little bit in the first half, he does because, that. Yeah, he does, but he yeah, can he do that because he's he's got two strikers in, in Richarlison and Son in um, in front of him. He and can and do he, that. Nate, Watkins, Watkins can't do it. Ball either. I, no, he, yeah. he didn't. All. 
I think I think it's because he Harry Kane can play the ball though as well. Rich, he's got yeah, more to his yeah. game. Oh yeah, yeah Harry yeah, Kane's yeah. passing range is ridiculous. Oh yeah, and Ollie Watkins doesn't have that ability. No, he doesn't. No. So if he's not if he's not scoring them them chances like you say where he's through in and he you know nicks it into the corner or just under the keeper, I just don't see what he's offering apart from running yeah, around. The I, I do I do think though I do think that part of that has been told to him by Emery or the coaching staff. I think a lot of it has been said like stay in this lane, stay in your lane. And we will get we will get you chances or we'll get you the ball. And for whatever reason at the moment, we haven't been able to get him too much in those positions. I mean, he could have scored in the first half yesterday. I think that was that was a chance he could have got. But you know, we we're not seeing so much of that Watkins just running his arse off all all across the pitch. And I think some of that has been said, like channel it. We'll get you the ball. Stay in that area, and I think I think even Watkins has said it himself. The problem is, is when that when that's working, when you're scoring, it's brilliant. It's like, oh yeah, he doesn't get involved in it too much, but he's scoring goals. When you don't get involved, when you are told to do that, and you're not getting involved again, that's when people say, "Hang on a minute, well, what, what's he doing?" But when he, yeah. when the chance comes to him, Rich, like for example, do you remember that header against Wolves? Yeah, 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 yeah. I that's agree. His time, that's his time to yeah. do his job. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. not like the keepers pulled off a great save, or he was under no. a lot of pressure. He just, he just fluffed. Yeah, it. yeah. Or, or the one against uh, was it Crystal Palace where he, or Bournemouth where he, where Brendier puts him through, and it's, it's like one on one just past the post. You know that that kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's that. Dream, Dream Villains just put a just put a comment in that I, I fully agree with. I don't know if you want to put put that up. Bomb, but he, yeah, I, not, I think that what he, not in not instinctive enough needs too many touches. I agree yeah. with that. I just don't think yeah. he's, I don't think he's that all that. I don't think that it comes naturally to him what he needs to do. And Watkins is absolutely brilliant. If you're, you know, I think he'd be brilliant at, at, at Brentford. I think he'd be brilliant at, um, uh, you know, Palace, someone who's Fulham, someone who's, you know, like in the top half of the table, challenging top half of the table but would be happy to get eighth, ninth, push for seventh. If Villa really want to push on and really try and make a European charge next season, I'm not comfortable with him being our only senior striker. I just think I just think that I wouldn't mind him even as a squad player or to come on or impact the game. But I think yeah. as the only option we've got, I just don't think it's good enough. Yeah, yeah. Look, I've got this, I mean, we've got loads of people watching. Um, so it's amazing. The comments coming in are fantastic. Um I'll give another shout out to uh, 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 to get the likes and uh, up and the subscriptions up. So hit that like button if you haven't already. Hit that subscribe uh, button if again if you haven't already. We're well on the way to fifteen hundred. If you do want to become a member and become an official Villa Park Pod follower, do click the link at the top of the description. It's pinned and follow the instructions. It's only one ninety nine a month, less than a third of a cost of a pint of beer um, to help us with the channel. Um, and uh, and yeah you get an official shout out and a nice little green symbol as a uh, Duncan, Michael, Rachel have got already. Um, so yeah, do, uh, do help and support the channel if you can. Obviously look any, any, you, you can still enjoy our wonderful content, but if you want to support the channel further, then please become a, a get, member. Get, get Sam a camera and somewhere else. To hang get out a Sam a camera. Uh -huh, you yeah, don't have yeah, to, yeah. you don't have to, <laughs> you could get a proper, you could get a washing, washing line. You doesn't have to put his pants on the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to be like, for the love of God, I'm going to put a lock on this. <laughs> 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 he wasn't there five minutes ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, if I raise attention to it, like, if I get up and move the, 
fans is going to be a thing. I was going to message you about four. Uh, yeah. Fuck sacred. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Rich, is in, Rich Edwards is in. Hi, guys. Hi, Rich. Great to have you Hi, on Rich. board. Adam is in. Good day, people uh, from Australia. Thank you, mate, for joining. Uh, I'll do some signings talk later. Nigel said, we get to eighth, no problem. No distractions next year. Seventh is great too. Win-win. Looking good for next year either way. Um, lowest position for Europe is seventh, I believe, Rich. Um, uh, Emery has built confidence in this squad, says Michael. Um, yeah, Adamski said... Go on, sorry, mate. I was going to say, just on, on, on that, I don't think Emery can lose with a narrative this season because if he doesn't make it into Europe... The, the narrative will be we didn't have enough time. You know, if you join yeah. a month or two earlier, then perhaps not getting to Europe is, is is a bit of a failure. But like we were in 11th for so long and we were so many points behind Spurs, for example, even back in the start, middle of March. So I think the, the momentum will carry through. Players will see, players that don't play for Villa that we go after will see what Emery's done and they'll acknowledge that he just, you know, he just didn't have enough time to get us to where we wanted to get to. And and I think Villa will be a, a, a place that um, a, a lot of players are, you know, are thinking about coming to next season. And I, I do think, I know we'll, we'll touch on it later, I, th- I think we're in a position for me where we don't necessarily need to worry about those younger and experienced players. We, we've got to make some statement signings. Mm-hmm. Um Adamski says, thought we were good until the hour mark, um, then went off script except for our defenders. So let's, let's talk a bit second half. Um, you know, I was I was really disappointed in, in Spurs. I mean, it was obviously to our benefit. I felt like they were just strolling about the pitch. It was almost as if it was like a bit of a pre-season game up until they made a couple of substitutions and starting to put us under a bit of pressure. And then up steps Douglas Louise and... Uh, Sam, we've talked about a lot about our set pieces and our quality of free kick, but uh, I think it was maybe slightly helped out by the goalkeeper, but mm. can't argue with the finish. Oh, so obviously, I don't know if if, if everyone here is um, uh, is following us on Twitter, but I took a I took a, a video. I was obviously at the game and took a video of the of the free of the free kick seconds before that. I was sat with my mate and I said to him, I said, I can't remember the last time Villa scored a free kick. It's probably Conor Horan. And we were pointing in the whole end where we thought it was going to go. I was like, I reckon it'll go back there. He pointed over there. I, went, <laughs> you know I said to him, I said, now we've said that. Now we've said that. Let's, um, let me record it because it's going to go in. And and then it went. <laughs> I think Fraser Force has got to do better. But, you know, sometimes the challenge is getting it on target. That's, that's I think, Gundogan today for Man City scored a very similar free kick. Yeah, he did. He yeah. Like bang in the corner, but sometimes you just you just have to count on for you know on the goalkeeper maybe not reacting quick enough or over committing on one side that feel very safe with the wall, which is what Fraser Forster did. And you know it's he's put it he's put it in a place where it can go in and, and it's gone in. So fair play to him. And he was brilliant yesterday as well. Um, yeah, yeah, fantastic. He deserves that goal. Very very happy for him. Yeah. Sam, just a quick question. That that Conor Horahan free kick you were mentioning there, that was the one against Blackburn, right? I think it was the one who went all the way around. The... Yeah, if, if you stick in uh, YouTube or Google, Aston Villa versus Blackburn, Richard Sutherland rant, you'll you'll find a video where Richard Sutherland, uh, <laughs> our, you know, our, our trusted leader, was abusing Steve Bruce um, and his coaching <laughs> methods and then Horahan just 
like ping that one in. It was a bottom corner, wasn't he? Just and, <laughs> yeah, 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 just like, round the wall. I've never back, seen a man back, stick back, something back. in reverse as quick as he did. That's remind us that we did only draw that game, by the way. Um, Actually, yeah. well, I'm getting absolute pelters for my room and my camera. What is this? Is, <laughs> this is a light. That's it's not a brothel. It's just a light. I'm not, in, I'm not in a sauna. It's you can't not sit scary. in the dark either. You can't sit in the dark. Look, yeah, Sam, just think, just just don't worry, Sam. If, yeah, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I could, I'd be going really red right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing actually, is, Sam, I think, it's, I think, it's, uh, it's, not like, think... it's not like you were sat in the box watching the Villa yesterday. You know, you've got a couple of quid to get a new camera yourself. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, that. Luca Dean scored the last free kick, I think, against Man United. He did, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. The, yeah, free, the right. free kick, yeah. I thought Forster could have done better, but you know you, you got to get it on, on target. You see, some of those free kicks go as you you and you mate pointed out somewhere in the whole end, wide over. You know, to, you just got to get it on target. He got a hand to it. He should have done better. I don't think Pickford got a hand to the, the one earlier, no. but Forster's probably going to watch that back and be a bit disappointed. And um, I want to say that um, I'm, it was Watkins that, that drew the foul, wasn't it? Romero came yes. came yes. through the, the, the back of him. So he had a little bit of a, a use yesterday, um, but it was a great free kick. I think I've watched, so I sit with, with Kev at the Villa. I've, I've watched Kev get his phone out maybe a hundred times filming free kicks. And he, he finally, he finally got one. So he was chuffed with that. <laughs> nice, nice one. Well, I mean, that, that kind of then, I mean, Aiden, I, my, took my lad with me yesterday and he was like, dad, it's done now. It's done now. And I was like, you of all people should not be saying that. <laughs> Because you're the only person who's seen the three two, the all of the three two yes, defeats Wolves. that we've received yeah. in the last minute. Wolves, Tottenham, and uh, Leeds back in back in the Championship days, he's seen all of them. So I said, you of all people should not be saying that. But <laughs> you know, we, we're under a different manager now, and uh, even though Tottenham, you know, Harry Kane got his usual penalty. They did have one great chance, a great save by Martinez. But other than that, I think they were pretty pretty toothless, to be honest. And Again, like I say, I mean, I'll get your thoughts on the penalty, Rich, but also your thoughts on Tottenham as as, as a whole. Oh, mate, they're an embarrassment. I've um, got a good friend who's a Spurs fan, and and we said before the game, like, win, lose, or draw, we won't give each other too too much shit. And I messaged them at half time, and I was like, look, I'm just as an observer, you know, there's no bias to, to, to this. I, you don't know what you're doing. You, you've got 200 million quid's worth of talent up front and you're not, they, they don't look interested. You can't get the ball to them. You, you said it earlier, it looked like a pre-season friendly almost and they've got so much to play for and they've had such a, a bad relationship with their fans recently. You think they, they'd come to the, the Villa, they'd, they'd be up for it. Glorious day to play football and yeah, I was just, so unimpressed with with what they had to offer. Um, they, as you said, they made some of the changes 10, 15, 20 minutes into the second half, and he made a slight change. But Skip doesn't deserve to to, to be a Premier League football player. No, he, he was very. He, he just poor. he just r- runs around. Richarlison looked crap. Um, Kane didn't look look interested. Um, and they I thought Pedro Porro as well didn't look like he no kind of knew where to play. He didn't. He, sometimes he was stepping into midfield. Sometimes he was he was going forward on, on as a wing back, and then sometimes yeah. he was staying back. I just felt like he was. I don't know. Like you say, they just look so disjointed. And mm. Emerson Royale was just strolling yeah. about quite a bit. And it was like I said, it wasn't until Kulusevski came on and he. He played well against us last season, but it yeah, wasn't he until he came on where they started to 
really caught like actually cause us a few problems. But a part of me, I mean, I don't want to say this because he got the penalty, but part of me was just like feeling a little bit sorry for Harry Kane because he was ch- chasing and everyone else was just walking about. And I was thinking, well, if that, if I was thinking, if I was him, I'd be like, what's What's the point here? Mate, I, I thought to myself, he's halfway on the way to Manchester now. He may as well just carry on up and have, have a few chats with United and City because he's he's got to go. Like, he must look round and think it's too big of a job for him to try and drag the rest of the team along with him. Yeah, yeah. Do you think as well, Sam, it's a bit like, you know, obviously they brought Ryan Mason in and I don't know, he seems like a nice guy. He's, he's almost like you work in a shop and he's almost like the assistant, he's like the assistant manager who, who, who takes charge of the store on a Sunday and everyone <laughs> just messes about on a Sunday. You're never going to hit your, your sales target on a Sunday. You're just waiting for the manager to turn up on the Monday. Like he just, <laughs> he just, he just no one's listening to him. <laughs> I, think, so I, I, I grew up in, in like North London from, like the age of 12, I grew up at like my mom's house is right next to Spurs training ground. Almost all my mates are Spurs fans or Arsenal fans. And I was actually, um, I took took my best mate who's a Spurs fan to the game yesterday. And um, the sentiment around Ryan Mason is Spurs fans actually love him. And and the players, um, the players seem to react with him. And they're, they're, I mean, they weren't yesterday, but in general, they've been a lot better than they've been under Conte and, and Stellini. I think Spurs yesterday were exactly how you would want a team to come and play it. Villa Park when you were searching for a win. Um, I thought they were pretty awful. I don't think any player was any worse than the other. I thought they were all crap. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, a lot of people talk about the second half. The first half, we, we got a stat in a group yesterday and was they had zero shots on target, yeah, zero yeah. shots yeah. off target, zero yeah. pass, zero. Just, it was ridiculous. And I just think the second half, they improved slightly, but I still felt like we were the aggressors in the second half. Um, we kept catching them out with this high line. Um, that has taken a bit of flack on match of the day. I don't know if you boys saw that, but well, yeah, um, I put a tweet out and it's got like ridiculous responses to it. Um, but I obviously watched match of the day expecting them to say, you know, great performance from Villa, you know, some really good individual <laughs> performances. No, and it was, from it last, again, yeah, it was the second from last. It was a love in <laughs> with Sean Wright Phillips and, and Ian Wright, and they just start, <laughs> they were just like bantering each other didn't discuss anything to do with Villa and just talked about, well, actually talked about Tottenham and then talked about us potentially being caught out with the high line in, in previous games, like in, in future games, not considering the fact that Unai picks specific tactics for specific games and changes tactics within games to, to affect that actual outcome of the game. So like, I just think it was, I don't know whether it was an off day with him, but it was just ridiculous punditry. And I think to, su- to suggest that it was just an accident that we that, that we kept catching Tottenham offside offside is just I don't know it was just ridiculous. They showed the graphic as well. They're like since Unai came in, Villa have had ninety two or the opposition offside ninety two times, and the second closest was like fifty six. Clearly, isn't an accident. And Sean White Phillips was saying, "Oh." Well, I'd love to play against this Villa. Shut the fuck up, man. Who are you, who are you, who are you talking about? Like, oh, I'd love to play against this team. Shut up. You were shit when you were playing and you were shit now. Is it it's the worst pundit that he's a player? But I just look, I'm, I'm I'm I understand that, you know, look, Villa are going under the radar and I'm and I'm absolutely fine with it. I said this two months ago, three months ago when we first restarted to to pop. Um and I said, that's fine, let people continue to underestimate us, let people kind of 
wash away the high line is just a bad Spurs performance because then people won't pick up on it. But I think Spurs, Spurs were really bad yesterday. We were really good. I, I mean, I don't know if you spoke about this before I came on, but I can't believe that um, I've been here for 40 minutes and we haven't mentioned how good McGinn was yesterday. Oh, my God. No, no, oh. No, to be, to be oh fair, Matt, we, ha- we haven't mentioned it and I, no, I was literally yet. just teeing it up because I was going to talk in individual performances and I, we, I know we covered Louise and one or two other players, but Adamski said there, McGinn was on another level yesterday. Oh, my um, God. I think he it was, was uh, Gary Howlett said, McGinn, man of the match by a mile. Yeah. 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 I mean, just, just pure... Well, I think that's his best game in a Villa shirt. He absolutely ran it. And to be fair to him, I mean, we could argue that he didn't really have a lot of uh, a massive contest in the middle. He just kind of ran the game. But the way he was turning, he's using his arse. It was the McGinn of old. It was like (laughs) a championship McGinn, but in the Premier League. And he was was just fantastic. He was by a country mile man of the match. He um, he was the heart of everything good. He was transition from defence to attack. He was um, he was brilliant, and and you know that McGinn, that McGinn stays in this team and stays as captain and keeps everyone happy. And if he can continue, obviously not them levels because the best game he's ever played for Villa, arguably, you don't expect that every week. But if he can just do more of that, and you know, uh, and keep a similar level on a weekly basis. He'll be the first name on the team sheet because he's instrumental yesterday in everything that we did. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. My, my favourite moment after the goals in the game was McGinn dropped a bit deeper and rolled Kane and put him on his using his ass. He put Kane on his ass. That was brilliant. Uh, he, he was I just think fantastic. He did it twice. I think yeah, he, did he, twice. he wasn't afraid to, to to get the ball. He, he was the absolute heartbeat. Um, Adam's just put there, does McGinn start if Lewis and Kamara are fit and in form? You know, I, th- I think that gives us a, a more consistent McGinn if they are in the team because K- Kamara can just do that defensive role and McGinn can get forward a bit more. I think I think, yeah. I think now McGinn plays on the right until we sign some wingers. You have, which is what, okay. was, what, what happened before Kamara got injured. You'd have Kamara and Louise in the middle, Wendy are ahead of them, John McGinn on the right. Ramsey on the left, Ollie Watkins up front. So I think he does. And um, when Kamara came on, John McGinn actually went to the right. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did did, did well out there. He did did brilliant everywhere. And and that's, I think that's what it is. And I saw, like, I just seen a a comment from Gary saying, who do we build a team around, guys? Is it John McGinn? I think the answer is no one. You don't build a team around anyone. That's what, you know, that's how good team progress is. They have a great structure and a great squad of players. And we built a team around Jack Grealish and that, you know, once that one player leaves, that's when you, I think. Well, I think, to... I think we're now seeing like the, like that, that, that kind of hangover gone and it's taken two and a bit years or however long it's mm. taken. Mm. Um, because, you know, we won from a, a phase of never being able to win a game without him or hardly ever been able to win a game without him. Then trying to stumble around players that were kind of signed to replace him. And now we've kind of found a system and, found something that we can cling to so look i've got to get to comments um i do want to i do want to focus on one or two other bits i'm from the game and then we will get into kind of you know the 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 run in again and and kind of talk on that so guys please um please as i said before hit that like button hit that subscribe button if you do want to become a member click that join button or hit the link at the top of the description uh, it'd be amazing to get one or two members, new members joining today. I think we're up to eight or nine now. So if we get to 25, we'll do our first members exclusive uh, draw. 
So yeah, please uh, please help support the channel if you would he, like. Is is in the first prize a visit to Sam's house to do a podcast with him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a free Thai massage when you come to Sam's. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure on the ending though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh, no, Gary, <laughs> Gary said had to laugh at one of the Spurs podcasts saying they lost to Count Dracula yesterday. He's had a that haircut guy, now though. He's had a haircut. That guy's um, brilliant, isn't he? He, he? We went to some villa in Aston and got school. Oh, expressions. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Faz Mark says record is 18 wins in the 95-96 season and one win equals that. Um, and that was when we finished fourth, says Duncan. Big T says, forgive me, lads. I should have said good evening. No, not a problem. Agrees with Rachel. Since Gerard, we've come a long way. Look where Arsenal were last year. So this year we'll be stronger, extra strong next year. Uh, and uh, yeah, I agree. Michael said, on your pre-match show, I said that Kane will die for a pen and surprise, surprise, what happens. We'll come to that. I did want to cover that in a second. I do just want to get some. I'll come to transfers and stuff. I'll star all these. Um, Paul says, Rich, I think Villa will get seventh and Brentford will beat Spurs. Fingers crossed. Um, Europe on the cards. We've got to keep Martinez, though. No go. Again, transfer stuff will come to. Uh, AVFC US says Spurs could drop all six from here with Lee's fighting relegation. They are at Lee's on the final day. Absolutely. Um, anything more on the game? Uh, cover, I do want to cover this. Rich Edwards says Villa Park sounded great. Um, I think I think the first half, I think we were kind of we scored, it was brilliant, and we were kind of waiting for something to happen. But then once we got that second goal, it kind of reminded me of the playoff semi final against West Brom. The, where all the whole, the, every every kind of end of the ground was singing, you know, the every week we follow and uh, and the the Villa anthems and stuff. And it, it was it was it was brilliant, wasn't it? For about ten minutes, the atmosphere. Well, the atmosphere was great all game. But for that kind of 10, 15 minutes, it was just hair like hairs on the back of your neck sort of atmosphere, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You know, like we were playing well, we we were dominating and. You can't you can't beat that atmosphere down down Villa Park when you've got the fans supporting the team and it, it's it's going well. It a bit nervy for the last ten minutes, so obviously you know it wasn't as loud. But yeah, there were definitely there was ten fifteen minutes where you wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world. Hundred percent, Sam. Yeah. Yourself, I know. You, have you? Was it your first game for a little while? I mean, and if it, it was. If it was I've been doing more away away yeah, games. Yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. So, first, what did you feel about the atmosphere? Incredible! It was the best. It was the best I've seen it in in years since since the championship. It was ten minutes before the game. Um, after we finished our prawn sandwiches in the box, we went onto the balcony <laughs> just to, just to soak it in. And I couldn't be. I couldn't believe the noise like 10, 20 minutes before the game, and it it continued through the whole. The whole game, you had all those things being thrown from the top of the hole, the claret and blue um, strips and stuff like that. It was just, it was incredible. And I honestly, I didn't hear the Spurs fans until they scored that penalty. I, I didn't hear anything. It was nah. absolutely, absolutely electric. And the Villa fans, I know George talks about it a lot. I don't know if he talks about it here, but he does quite often question the the atmosphere inside Villa Park and the noise and stuff like that. And I, I, because I've done a lot of away games this year, you, you kind of get that. Um, you know, that sense that I'm in the away fan, so it's always noisy, but I've not heard Villa Park like that in, in many years. And it was, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic, and you know, just good to. I think you had. Did you have your daughter with you, Rich? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had Aiden with me, and it, it, I think his win record's getting better now. Like he's got, he's, he's got three wins in the draw now. He's got a few defeats. I tell you so what, my, my son Nathan, his win record is incredible. I know. He's, <laughs> he's he's seven months old, and since he's come, we've been at get Unai Emery. It's it, it's my boys. <laughs> it's yeah, changing yeah. our fortunes. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Obviously, seeing the atmosphere like that, and um, it was just just fantastic. Um, just finally on the game, like you said, Rich, you touched on a tense, a tense uh, end sort of final five ten minutes. Um, <clears throat> one, the penalty was it a penalty? And two, the referee in performance. I mean, a lot of lot of criticism on Twitter. I I don't know if he had as bad a game as I thought. I just felt like he. I thought Tottenham were, they're a very, very, very physical side. They go through the back yeah. of you quite a lot. And I thought he could have stamped on a few, um, no pun intended, stamped on a few of those challenges at early doors. Yeah, I think Romero was probably lucky to stay on the pitch. I think he could have got an earlier yellow card before, his, before he did get one. Um, I mean, referees just get a bad rep regardless. You never come away from a game going, oh, referee had a good performance. VAR doesn't help. You know, the length of time it took to call the penalty um, was was ridiculous. And also the amount of offsides that were allowed to play on. Um, I, I appreciate, you know, that now happens, but I think the control could have been better. Um, the penalty, was it a penalty? Yeah, it was, it was a penalty every day of the week. Uh, mine has didn't foul Kane, but that doesn't matter anymore. Kane's very good at that. And it's, I think I mentioned in, in, in our WhatsApp group, that's one of the things Watkins could could learn from Kane. Mm. You just got to be a bit more street smart. You know, Kane absolutely could see that nothing was happening for Spurs and he just made something out of nothing. Martinez gives him the opportunity to go, go down. Martinez doesn't need to slide out like that. He's going nowhere. And Kane just, you know, it's bread and butter for him, that is. Yeah, I mean, Watkins had one in the first half where I think it was Emerson Royale went through him, and he he didn't even he didn't even claim it as a penalty. And I think sometimes, it, yeah, I remember if, if you put your arms up and go at the ref and get a couple of the players do it. I think that kind of even if the ref says no, that then and you're dealing with the ref and you're dealing with the VAR now. So that yeah. then puts a little bit into the VAR's mind, going, hang on a minute, all the players are. are uh, kind of uh, appealing this, but I've got to maybe look at it a little bit more. I think they did. I think I think they did. What I mean is more scrutiny because they yeah, literally yeah, looked right, at yeah. it and then blew the whistle and said, "No, nah, it's not a penalty." Because part of it comes from what are the players on the pitch saying? What's the reaction like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas right. with Kane, he's like he's off. He's, he's he does the movement. He's up. He's up in the air. The referee like went corner, no doubt, corner, no doubt. But mm. because the players are all up saying that's a penalty, yeah, yeah, you're right. They, they spend more time looking at. It. They're looking for a reason to give it. Yeah, he's, it's a different he's, thing. He's a horrible, he's a horrible bastard. He's yeah, he's a fantastic footballer, but he's in that. Do you know what? I, I know Rich was saying about, um, you know, Ollie Watkins, and he could learn from that. The Emerson Royale challenge on him on Watkins was more of a penalty than the Harry Kane penalty. That's first start. And but secondly, the way Harry Kane sort of clips his own ankles, forget offside, not offside, whatever. He clips his own ankles, he chips the ball out of play so that it's so that Martinez doesn't get his hands on it. 
and he initiates a contact with Martinez. He buys that penalty. He did it before. He's done it with Douglas Luiz before yeah. against against Villa. He's a horrible little bastard. And do you know what? I don't mind a bit of integrity in the game. I, if if I see a Villa fan just uh, a Villa player, sorry, just you know, like blatantly cheating and buying a penalty. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't it's not something I'd feel proud of as a fan and I, I might be I might be the anomaly I know a lot of people will say well you look the game's the game that's how it goes for me I don't want players doing that in football I think it's I think it's a shitty way to win I think it's a shitty way to get a penalty I think that lack he lacks integrity and and Kane's diving I think is the only smear on him as a footballer you know but, I, you I, know, I just hate it I can't stand it it, it might be a personal thing I don't like but it you're, your point there about about diving, a player dives anywhere else on the pitch, and it's it's a yellow card. You know, if and it's 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 such a, a, a fine line. I I agree with you. Your point is 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 a nasty football player. In in that you would rather look at someone and go, they stayed on their feet, they had the ball, they tried to get a shot off. You, you don't you don't want to like we talk about our kids going to the football. You don't want to say to your children, that's that's how you play. You've got to leave a foot in get fouled, you know, you, you want to be able to look at a, a striker or, or whoever and go, yeah, they stayed on their feet and they're trying to do the right Did you see Zhang yesterday, the, the highlights for the Wolves game? I don't know if anyone saw that, but he was sort of one-on-one -on -one with, I think it was De Gea. And De Gea comes in, silly challenge, just about clips him a little bit, throws him off balance. And Zhang like stumbles and stays on his feet and then tries to, tries to kind of like go around and stuff like that. And, I, I was watching it with my mate, this, you know, who's, who's a Spurs fan. He was like, "Well, if he'd have done what Harry Kane would have done there, De Gea would have been sent off." And I was like, "But you barely touched him. It's not like there's there's going down when there's contact to, you know, to kind of emphasise the point that I can I, I can kind of get behind if because the refs don't give it otherwise. But if you're buying a foul and you're initiating contact and you're chipping the ball out of play, it's just so orchestrated. It's just it, it's it's horrible. But um, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it didn't change it didn't change the result. I wish Harry Kane took penalties for England as well as he takes them for Spurs. Um, but yeah, it is it is what it is. And uh, it didn't affect us in the long run. I think if it had a done, if that was 2-2 two -two or 3-2, I think Villa fans would be absolutely fuming about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but nothing got yeah. said about it on Match of the Day. Nothing got said about it in the media. Of course, no. didn't like, he's, he's, Kane's a poster boy. He's the England captain. They're not going to put the boot on him, are they? Yeah. No. Yeah. I think uh, I think Gary sums up like the Emery uh, and Gerard thing is Gerard was a mistake most teams make them look at we have recovered ground unlike some clubs and you see you know you see some of the clubs and they made multiple managerial changes this season and it still hasn't hasn't helped them you know Leeds have turned having to turn to Sam Allardyce to kind of t to get them out of trouble we just have to count ourselves lucky that fair enough the you know the Gerard experiment didn't work the ma the owners um, acted decisively and got the man in that they wanted, and it's now turned around because he turned Newcastle down. Unai Emery, we might not have even got him, and equally, someone else could have come in and took him off us first, like and got first dibs on him. Yeah. So yeah, we just have to count ourselves lucky. Um. So Sam, you 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 kind of intimated there. We got the win, fifty-seven points. Um. We were looking for Arsenal to do us a favour this this today. Maybe it was a fact that because Man, Man City was so comfortable against Everton, maybe that kind of gave them a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, left them feeling a bit of a downer. But Brighton 
very good team, as you've as you've quite rightly um, pointed out. Um, but yeah, Brighton are in fi- on fifty eight points. Got a great win at, at the Emirates three <sighs> 0 Yeah, is it? I, I, we, we we were thinking it's it's on now for Europe. I know we have to concentrate on what we can do. But even even winning both those games or even getting four points or whatever, it's still not a guarantee, is it? No, I think I mean look, let's start off with talking about Brighton. Um, if you talk if you think about the whole season, the games that they've had, the way that they've played, not just the results, but the actual football they're playing, Brighton are, are well worth sixth place at least. Yeah. They were fantastic today, they've been fantastic all season. I've been honestly like Drop jaw watching Brighton this this year. They're almost unrecognisable from the Brighton of you know like a few years ago at the start of Potter's reign. I think you know full credit to Brighton. I think they deserve it overall over the length of the season. And table doesn't lie. So fair play to them. Um, every time you try and like Arsenal, they they go and do Arsenal things. Um, yes. So yes. I mean you can't rely on them. For, can for you? Villa, no, I think for Villa, look, I think our, our focus now is can we get seventh? Um, Spurs have got Brentford, Brentford and Leeds. Villa have got Liverpool and, and Brighton. It's going to be a tough ask. Um, I think I, I wouldn't begrudge Brighton a sixth place. Um, I thought after their, their loss to Everton, that 5-1, I thought, hold on a second, maybe the games are catching up with them. Maybe they're coming um, unhinged. And I think it's... I don't know if anyone else agrees with this or not, but I don't like the fact that Gate, that Brighton have had three, four games in hand all season. It's kind of no, it, no. It, it, throws, it throws me off. I think that they should have been made to catch up quicker. We've got two weeks left of the Premier League season, and they're still on 33, 34 games. I don't like it. Yeah. It doesn't sit. It doesn't sit right with me. So it would have been nice for them to catch up earlier, so we knew where we were where we were at, and um, you know, sort of plan accordingly. But you know, the game's a game. Um, happy for Brighton I think they deserve it I think they do well in Europe as well and now we've just got to focus on focus on trying to get seventh because I think with the the number of games that Brighton have in hand plus that get their game at Southampton I just don't see us I just don't see us getting ahead of them yeah, yeah I also I also think the way the results went today with Brighton beating Arsenal by the time they play Man City Man City would have won the league They'll have one eye, hopefully. Well, maybe not hopefully. It depends which way you look at it. But I think they'll have one eye on the Champions League final as well. So Brighton getting easier running against Man City. I think by the time we play them, we'll be playing for for, for seventh, and they will have had sixth wrapped up. Because you, yeah. you're right, Sam. Yeah. You know the game should have caught up quicker. We should we should be in a position now, knowing. But if they had, we might be sat here going, "We got no chance of catching them. They've done really well. They are where they are." Yeah. Well, they've yeah, got. I new, think. They've got, go on, Sam. Sorry. Go on. Sorry, no, I was just going to say, get, there's a comment from, from Gary talking about Brighton and their bubble bursting because, you know, eventually they're going to sell the best players and it will come back to bite them. The reason that I, I really like Brighton is because they've got a great infrastructure and their recruitment is insane. So they've already sold some of their best players in Trossard and Basuma and Kukurea and, you know, they, they've lost what would already be considered their best players over the last two seasons. And they've gone and replaced them with, you know, putting Pascal Gross in in a, in a fullback position, Matoma um, in the middle. They've brought Fan Caicedo out of nowhere, and um, Estepinia and these players that they've got play. Their recruitment and their um, talent, their, their talent scouting at Brighton is absolutely fantastic. I don't see Brighton 
getting any worse, even if they sell their players. Alexis McAllister, where did he come from? You know, now a World Cup winner. Their recruitment is absolutely insane. And the utilisation of players who would, I would have thought, because their careers would be done. For example, the, you know, the Danny Welbecks of this world. He's been, he's been really good this season. So, you you know, we can sit there and say, oh, you know, wish for Brighton's downfall. But I like Brighton. I think they're doing everything the right way. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I just think it's when we're in competition with them, we kind of want them to stumble a little yeah. bit. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's not it's not out of disrespect for them. I think they, you know, you know, we've 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 pulled Tottenham into it through for our great form and their own bad form. But, you know, consistently Brighton have been been there. And when they've when they've had a couple of bad results, they've always backed it up with, you know, a, a win like an Arsenal today, or they've gone and beaten Man United at their at their place and stuff like that. So, look, it, it, it's full credit to them. They they have got to go to Newcastle. They've got to go to Newcastle on Thursday, and I love it. I would love it. Um, <laughs> I love it every week. But yeah, they, they've got Newcastle, and obviously Newcastle need a win after only picking up a point yesterday. So that's going to be, you know. St. James Park will be rocking on that night. I, I can't see anything else than a Brighton win against Southampton, even though T, no. they'll say, oh, hey, the don't, don't get me wrong. If, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Newcastle fan on that day. I'm a City fan on that day. I'm a Southampton fan on that day. Um, I, I, I'm just saying I wouldn't begrudge them if they did do it. But yeah, I mean, fuck Brighton. Like, I, I want Yeah, I want yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I want that yeah, Europa yeah. League more than anything. Do you know what I mean? That's That's the dream. To be yeah. in that competition this year, that's had the likes of Juventus and Barcelona and Man United and uh, Sevilla and you know all these fantastic teams. The Europa League's actually got really tasty this year. Roma, you know, um, I, I'd be all I'd be all for it if 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 we could get into into the Europa. And I think it really helps with recruitment as well, being able to offer that European. Football. I don't think it'll be the be all and end all, no, but I'm yeah. sure we'll get onto recruitment later. But I, I, it, it yeah. would be great. So I'm not backing Brighton by any means. I'm not that nice a guy, but you know, you've, got give, you've got to give credit where it's due. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, look, it's not, and I, I do, I don't think it's, I don't necessarily think it's Brighton. Like I think that they will get enough points, pre, like you said, Rich, pre-playing us to get yeah. them into that that sixth position. I, I do think they'll pick up, you know, I would say hopefully, hopefully not, but they, I think they do. But Spurs, on the other hand. You know, Brentford, they've got to play and then and then uh, Leeds away. Now, that might bring Brentford into the equation. Maybe we want to draw in that game. Um, again, can't talk predicting results because who would have predicted 5-1 defeat for Brentford against Everton and then they go and beat Arsenal 3-0. But yeah, Tottenham against Brentford uh, and then Leeds away for Tottenham. You know, that that's a fairly tough, that's a fairly tough, tough uh, couple of games for for um for Tottenham because like say Brentford got the win today against West Ham that puts them into a position where they can potentially nick seventh so they'll want to they'll want to keep pushing for the rest of the season. Well, we saw how spineless Spurs were against us, uh, and I, I can't really see that changing. We spoke about Ryan Mason being a uh, having certain relationships with certain players at, at Spurs. I, I think. I mean, I've listened to a few interviews with Ryan Mason and he, he does come across as a nice guy. And I think the fact that he, his football career ended the way he did, um, uh, there's always probably going to be a, um, a connection with, with Spurs. They probably feel a little bit responsible for that. But the Spurs players don't need a friend. They need a, they need a, a manager like Conte or call it like it is. And, and I just see them 
falling away. And you're right, Brentford are going to go after that. And they've had a really good season as well. Like Brighton, their recruitment's been, been brilliant. You could, you know, point the, 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 the same finger of... Um, of blame around selling your best players at Brentford as, as well as Brighton. I don't think Brentford have, have got as good a scouting network as as, as Brighton have got, but um, I think they're going to have a, a strong end to the season and Spurs could end up being ninth. Um, and then it all depends who, whether it's us or Brentford after, after Brighton for me, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all, it's all in our hands. I mean, obviously we're going to do a Liverpool preview. Um, they play Leicester tomorrow. Um, they're in good form. We don't generally do well at, at Anfield. Um, Sam, can you see anything other than? I know you're not too not too encouraged, but if there's any man to beat to get a result and to put a tactical plan in place to get a result at Anfield. It's Unai Emery. Yeah, I mean Anfield's a tough place to go. Um, there's not. I don't give us I don't give us much of a chance. Um but with you know with Unai, um it's really it's really funny actually because before you know, Emery came in, I used to like really overthink like what we're gonna do, how we're gonna play with and like now I don't I just I kind of just think he's right, he'll sort out the best way to do it. And I think whether we um you know whether we win there or not, we'll go there, we'll set up well. It's really difficult with that high line with the likes of Salah and uh Luis Diaz and uh, Darwin Nunes, it's such a tough place to go. You know, Anfield really is a fortress and that kind of, that atmosphere that we had at Villa Park this weekend, that's kind of there every week at Anfield. Yep. So, and they've got a lot to play for. They've got Champions League that they're trying to, you know, they're trying to go to. I don't know. I mean, I hope so. I, I've got everything crossed for it. I don't expect, I don't expect a result there, um, but I'd, I'd definitely take one. Yeah, yeah. Rich is trying to join and become a member. I don't. I'm not quite sure what you what you're finding tough, mate. If anyone can help him in the chat who has joined, please do. Uh, I know you're having trouble the last episode or a couple of episodes ago. I have pinned a link at the top of the chat. It should help if you click that. It should, fingers crossed, take you to um, the, the the part where you do join and become a member. I'm not sure you have to have like a Play Store account or. Or something. I'm not sure where it takes you to, but um, or if you actually go into the Villa Park Pod channel, there should be a join button that takes you to um, to do that. So, but yeah, if anyone can help Rich in the chat, that would be great. Um, let's just. Uh, I've got. Lo- I'll say. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out all the comments here. Uh, where are we? Uh, 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 uh. I've moved the pants, everyone. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> and it's not steam. This is like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on the setup. Jeez. Shaz Shaz said, uh Sam, all your noise about Kane, yet you act like Villa have never had any players who play for fouls. Didn't the great Jack Grealish do this every week? Body in front of the ball and playing for fouls. Look, I, I think that. he said, I think he said that we 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 uh, we should we should do that to be honest. Um yeah, Adamski, we can I, beat I, Liverpool. I Go on, sorry, mate. So I was gonna say I'll answer that quick. Um, uh, Shaz, uh, fuck you. Um, that's my answer. Uh, <laughs> Shaz, he, Shaz, Shaz is, is my best mate. He's a Spurs fan who came with me. And, uh, <laughs> there we go. Already, we, we've already had this argument. Jack, Jack Grealish did play for fouls, but they were always fouls. He didn't never simulated them. He never bought them like like Harry Kane did. So um, <laughs> get to bed. You've got work in the morning, mate. Do one. <laughs> 
Adamski said, we can beat Liverpool if we stay on script for 90 minutes. Unai was happy, but also a bit annoyed, I think, that we lost focus. Um, Paul said, didn't we beat Brentford, Brighton in the first game? I think it was Emery's second game, I think. Second game in charge, I want to say. Um, we'll come to that, Gary. Hopefully we can recreate the 7-2 against his dream villain. Rich says, big attraction, European footy. 100% players want to play in Europe. Absolutely. Oh, Michael asked me the question earlier. Did I get a message from the um, Spurs fan who was who was uh, giving me a bit on the on one of the other podcast channels? Um, yeah, I did. Well, to be fair, the first thing I did there he is. Do you had any messages from that disrespectful Spurs fan? Um, the, the, the first thing I did after we won was send him a tweet with like those those like eyes, like you know those wide eyes. And to be okay. fair to him, he did come back and he just said like, "Fair play, you played really well." Um, and uh, he's happy to take that, take the L. So, um, but look, after Brighton won today, I think he could well be right that we're not getting Europe. But I, I think my argument was we deserve to be in the conversation. So that was that was my that was my argument. But yeah, just a couple of comments that I've starred, lads. Um, more around like signings and stuff. Um, so JB said, we will sign four or five max. Unai is not daft. He won't kill the spirit of this team. A lot of these lads deserve to stay. Four big signings for the first team will be huge. Um, are you and that camp, Rich? Do you think he'll kind of, won't make too many big signings, like too many signings? Sorry, I always think if you sign in six, seven, eight players, it can be a bit a few too many. Yeah, I think... We need to strengthen our bench as we get some players back back from injury, the likes of Cash and Diego Carlos and Coutinho. That's going to add some quality to our, our, our bench. There's not a massive amount to fix at Aston Villa at, at the moment. You know, you want to bring some competition in so people don't get too complacent. But you can't argue with the record that he's had since he's, he started. And he had the chance in January, okay, albeit he would have only spent a few months working with some of the players, but he had the chance in January to go out and buy. Uh, and I know it's it's not as simple in the January transfer window as just picking out who you want and going to get them. But I'd be surprised if we were to purchase anything other than another winger. I'm still, jury's out for me on another another striker. I think Archer coming back, Durana, I think he, he might be okay with, with what we've got. I think we need a, a full-back because Ashley Young has been phenomenal this season, but you know he's, he's, he's not going to have the legs to do it week in, week out next year. Uh, probably another centre-half, I, I, I think. Um, I think Mings and Cons have both been, been really good this season, but we could do with someone that pops up with a few more goals from, from set pieces. Yeah, four, four, five, I, th- I think. And there'll be a couple, you know, late to late teens, or early 20s um, million pounds that will just be squad players that aren't going to come in straight away. But I, th- I think there'll definitely be three or four that will make you kind of sit up in your seat a little bit. Yeah. Well, I yeah. hope so anyway. Um, Sam, loads of comments coming in about uh like rumors about Ferran Torres um Richard saying Torres rumors uh question mark Dale uh rumors of La Celso and Pau Torres uh, and also um like a lot of praise for Cameron Archer Rich saying that Archer's natural clinical goal scoring they've got to be in the team next next season uh Nigel think Archer will be a better striker than Watkins in two years 
do you th- and then and then Dale's asked, do we go and sign a number nine? Um, if that player is to come to Villa who works as hard as Watkins but scores 50 to 20 a season. So, like, kind of more questions. It's two or three questions in one, really. Like, is are we going at, are we going after the quality of a Ferran Torres, or are we saying like, look, you know, let's let's kind of rebring Archer through into the team, and where are we going to find that 15, 20 goals goal a season striker, or do we have all of them? Are you asking me if I rate Archer for it? <laughs> no, we know you rate Archer. We know you rate Archer. Um, nah, I mean, look, Archer's, Archer's fantastic. I'd love for him to come back in the fold. Um, and I think he deserves game time. I think it would be really difficult to ask him to come in and lead the line next season. I think it would be so much pressure. I'm not saying he couldn't do it, um, but I think he needs to be, um, he's still young. He needs that kind of progression. And to, to them, I hope one day he will be Villa's, you know, Villa's main striker. He's a, he's a, you know, he's a lad from our academy. Um, he's a Villa fan. I'd, I'd love to see that. Um, I, I think we need, there is a striker, there must be a, a striker about, I've seen uh, Dusan Vlahovic linked. I don't know what's in that. Obviously, he's at Juventus at the moment. It was a very, very expensive signing for them. Um, I've seen the likes of Ferran Torres, um, which would be absolutely incredible. I think we've got to remember we've got this guy coming in from uh, from Barcelona, the director yeah. of football. Um, he's going to have, he's going to have a massive influence on signings not necessarily in personnel because i think unai emery is going to work with him on that but i think in terms of being able to attract players and the negotiation and and stuff like that he's super experienced it looks like do you remember when we got relegated we had a very french feel about our team yeah i feel like we're going in a spanish south american Mm. direction at the moment and uh and and i'm here for it because some of the players that we've been linked with are um you know are, are, are really top level champions league players Ferran Torres is a Champions League player, so is Vlahovic, so is Pau Torres. Um, I would argue Gwen Doozy is as well. I've seen that 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 yeah. name a bit. Lo Celso, do you think he's Lo, a... I never rated Lo Celso at, no. at Spurs, I'll be honest, but, you know, that, that faith, it's so nice to have faith in your manager because if he wants to bring him in, he must he must want him in, a re, in for a reason. But I think we've clearly got a war chest this summer. We've got money to spend. Um, and uh, I think one of the comments there said, I'd love to be a fly on the wall this summer in the in the transfer room and i'm uh i'm the exact same i just i've got no idea what's going to happen i don't know what the validity of any of these rumors are you know are we really going to go and sign a player like ferran torres can we attract him uh, you know or would he rather go to a tottenham or an arsenal or a man united um you know all of whom need good wingers i don't know um but i'm, I'm here for it whatever happens i don't yeah. think we'll have a quiet summer no, I don't either. And I think like we've covered on quite a few. And I mean, we love talking transfers and we're so excited about it. But I think a few fringe players go. I think Rich, I think a couple of people have asked about what happens to the young players. How do they get a chance? Martin saying that Archer, like Emery does want to take a look at Archer. And I think, I don't think he could fail to not have to take a look at him. I think what Archer's got, I know we've commented on this many times, is I don't think you can coach it. That movement in the box, mm. that, that ruthless finishing, that kind of, you know, the goal he scored, I think, in the last last championship game of the season where it bounced down, he was just there to put it in top corner. You, d- you don't see Watkins doing that. And that's, that's the no, difference. Arch, Archer's, Archer's a different... I mean, I don't want, I didn't want to say too much about Archer because every time I come on, I, 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 you know, do my monologue about how excellent he is as a player. Um, I hope I hope people understand at this point how, how I rate him and how I feel about him. He's 
got potential to be, you know, one of the best in the Premier League. He, I've already said he reminds me of Jermaine Defoe in the in his movement and his goal scoring um, ability. I think he's fantastic. I, I think it's not just Archer though. We have to look. I take whilst we also look at new signings, we have to look at how we can implement other youth players. We've got for me. There's a there's four or five. There's Kane Kessler, Hayden, Archer, Tim, Eric Bonham, um, Aaron Ramsey, and who else? Archer is it? I don't yeah. know. That twice. Yeah, yeah. But um, those are the players that that for me we need to start thinking about how we can incorporate them. I'd rather have. Uh, Kane Kessler Hayden on the bench rather than you know like a, a, a you know like an Ashley Young. I'd rather have the young. I, I love Ashley Young in the club. By the way, I hope he stays on as as something in the club. Um, but you know, I think we need to start incorporating these really exceptional players. Otherwise, we're going to lose them. But if we you know if we do sell, say for example, we sold Eric Bonham for 15, 20 million because he's had a, a, a great season, then you know you almost think so be it. As long as that's what. You know, that's what the club feels is best, but only if they go out and buy an absolute, a certified baller in that position. We don't need him because we've bought someone in who's at a certain level that even if Tim works out, that he's going to get to. So you have to wait wait and see what the club wants to do. Yeah. Um, Tewin's joined us. Uh, great to have you on board. She mentions Jade and Philogene Badace. I, I think he's one that we get money for and goes on to have a career elsewhere. He got Young Player of the Year at Cardiff in the Championship. I think he's got he's got a really good ability. Not quite sure, as Adam says, not quite sure he's got enough for the Prem, but definitely one that we can go on and, and sell and get good money for. Um, Finn Azaz had a great season at Plymouth before he got injured, uh, and then he came back and scored a couple in their last uh, game of the season. Um, I think that he they've won the League One, and he had a massive, massive part to play in that. He's slightly older than some of the other lads. So I don't know whether Emery will take a look at him goal-scoring attacking midfielder or whether he goes out on loan or whether we get money for him because it could be one that Plymouth try and sign. So <clears throat> all these things, Rich, it comes to the fact that, I keep saying this, your youth players are a production line because so. 99 times out of 100, these players don't go in, don't make it in the first team. They just don't. They don't make it in a Premier League first team uh, in the first 11. But if you can get six or seven, eight, nine players going out for five, 10, 15 millions, that all of a sudden means you can buy a 50, 60, 70 million player and pound player. And the one that does go through, let's say it's a, let's say it's a Cameron Archer. They then become worth 60, 70, 80 million. Yeah, you, you look, I mean, I'm looking at the table now and, and I'm trying to think how many of those teams above us have more than one player that's come through the, the, the youth system. You just, you just don't have it. So, yes, yeah, Sam, there's probably four, five, six that we'll be keeping our eye on. But, Richard, I, I agree. It's, you know, it's, it's players that get sold for 5, 10, 15 million that then pay for the academy to run for the next one, two, three years. And if you get one, two coming through every every couple of years, um, what, what have I just missed? No, um, sorry. So he's just put, someone just said, what about Louise Barry? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I put it up, dream, dream villain, but he corrected himself, to be fair. Yeah, he has corrected yeah, himself. <laughs> um, it, it, it just doesn't work out the way we would like it to work out. We'd love a, a, a team in the Premier League full of Villa youngsters that have come through and it's just, yeah, you sell them, they go on, they, they play for other teams. Some go on to be brilliant and you look, you know, 
I always remember selling Cahill because we couldn't get minutes for him, and he went he went on and he was he was brilliant. And for every Cahill, there's there's five or six that, that don't work out, and you're happy that you got a few quid for them. I, I yeah. hope just just as Gary says there, I think buyback clauses. If we can start incorporating them, a lot of a lot of clubs don't like them, um, which is why they're not they're not more widely used. Um, generally, it's look if we're buying the player, we're buying the player. We don't want you to be able to buy him back. I would like to implement some buyback clauses if we do sell, for example, the likes of Timir Bonham, because he's one I can see going, which is a shame because I really like him. He's just um, had an uh, operation because he didn't get. I think yeah. a, few, a few Villa fans were like, "Why isn't he getting into the under twenty under twenty uh, squad for England?" Yeah, well, he's just had an operation, so I think that explains. He, he was quality. His, his international career with England so far has been really successful. Yeah. Um, he's been really good. Um, I can see uh, there's, there's another another comment from Shaz. I'll, I'll touch on that. We were having a debate through, all throughout the game. I basically, we were talking about Emmy Martinez, the rumours that Emmy Martinez might leave. Obviously, it's really important that we keep him. We started talking about his value. I said with the World Cup, Copa America, FIFA Goalkeeper of the Year, um, the Golden Glove at the World Cup, and everything that he's done for Villa week in, week out, how, how good our defence has been, six goals conceded since since February that it doesn't make sense for Villa to let Emmy Martinez go for less than 70 million. He's got a five-year contract. Um, you know, I, you know, if he does go, I would expect that sort of money. He argues that Emmy Martinez is worth about 40 million max or 35, as he's put in his comment. I don't know if you want to find it. I, yeah, I don't know yeah, if yeah. This is... question. It's a, it's, it's, yeah. A fair, it's a fair debate, to be honest. I mean, look, if, Ke- if Kepa's going for 60-odd million... Mm-mm. And Allison went for 68. Allison's a fantastic goalkeeper, don't get me wrong. But like you've listed all those honours, Sam, and he's done it in the last two years. Is he 29, yeah. 30, maybe? 29. He's 29. He's he's got he's got six, seven years left as a top level you, goalkeeper. He's gotta be talking close to world world record FIFA goalkeeper. You've got he, to be. I think he's I think he's world class. I don't think I think he's better than Allison. Um I, I'd go as far as to say that. I think he's better than I think he's better than Edison as a goalkeeper. His distribution is nowhere near as good. But I yeah. think he's a better goalkeeper. I think he's clutch. He makes the defence comfortable. And, and even yesterday against Spurs, a couple of the offside chances that they had when Son tried to take it round him and he put that pressure on, the one-on-one save with Harry Kane, he, he wins you games. He wins yeah, he you points. I was points literally just about to say that. The great yeah. the great man, Brian Clough himself, says a good goalkeeper get wins you 12 to 15 points a season. And it's, it's, it's goalkeepers and defences that win your leagues, win your titles, because it's the 1-0 mm. wins that you get. It's the 2-1 wins that you get where a goalkeeper saves saves a shot right at the end of a game or claims a cross or does something in the big moments. And and Rich Martinez sums that up. Like, even even this, you know, the times when we were finishing at 10th, 11th under Dean, under Dean Smith, there's the amount of games that we won 1-0 where it was Martinez keeping us in it. And then yeah, and this I, season now we've got better players and a better tactics. Then, you know, it's he's gonna I, he's gonna win teams 12, 15 got get, uh, points a season. Oh, he's it, it, great. And and Sam, you talk about all, all all the accolades that he's won. I'd still say he's, he's improved over the last three months with his distribution. He went through a bit um, of a, a bit of a spell where he, he couldn't pick a pass out, and now he's you know he's he's I'm confident and comfortable when him and Mings and Konza are playing the ball round round the back. 
I agree. You're probably going to have to put 70 million quid to the Villa to, to, to get him. But why why would Villa sell him? I'd no. much rather, you know, I, I know um, Rich Edwards said if we, we sold Archer, it would break his heart. I'd much rather get... I'd much rather sell Archer for 20 million and use that 20 million to, to buy the players than try and squeeze another 20 million out of a Martinez deal to, to help, you know, provide uh, strength in other areas. You're I not think gonna... you, you've got to think as well, Rich. I mean, there might be, he said it before, he thinks he can play Champions League football. I think he recognises that he can play football at the top level and you have that battle. Do you want to keep someone who doesn't really want to be there? Maybe it's Martinez saying, look, you know, I feel like I've grown as much as I can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, we, we don't know what conversations are, are happening. And if it gets to the point where he does want to, and there'll be lots of Champions League clubs that, that want to buy him, um, I think a, a fair figure, 70, 75 million quid. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that was the deal. Yeah. Look, yeah, we get serious money for him, like we did for Grealish. I, I use that as an example. It's not about what he's worth in the transfer mar- market. It's what he's worth to Villa. And yeah, what he's, yeah. he's worth is waiting in gold to Villa. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Guys, we've got over 80 watching, which is phenomenal at five past 11. I think we're going to have to call it a night soon. But uh, I think I checked we had 45 likes. So if you can, if you haven't, if you're coming in and watching and you haven't yet hit the like button, please do hit that like button. Get us over the 80 likes. We've got over 80 watching. If you're new to the channel, like Dream Villain, um, hit that subscribe button. Help us get to 1500 and beyond. And uh, if you do want to join the channel, I know Rich wants to. He's had a couple of issues, but I have put the link at the top of the chat for not one ninety nine, not nine ninety nine, one ninety nine. Um, join the channel as a member and um, yeah, help support the channel and be um, included in exclusive members only prize draws. Um, yeah, uh, and why would he leave? He loves the Villa. Wants to do it. He does love the Villa. Look, look players love the, playing for Villa, but it's about their career, isn't it? It's not about whether they love the club or not. Like I always think that when we hear players do these interviews, um, like when they say, "Oh, I love the club and I love everything about the club," that doesn't mean that they're not going to leave. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, you say that, Rich, but Harry Kane has shot his career in the head. He's played yes. Spurs, so yeah. you never know. Maybe Martinez. I do think on that point, though, Rich, Martinez's career is very different to a lot of players. He was he no, played no, second yeah. fiddle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree, but but that's but even still, more. Yeah, that's even more. He wants to kind of. Yeah, I he, guess he kind yeah. of feels like he's been held back. He wants to get a more. Uh, achieve as much as he can what i just mean is is that um like when we kind of get carried away by by players loving the club as much as we love the club and if jack Grealish, who apparently was you know looked fair play to him like all of the kind of all of the kind of like all that dislike is gone i think for absolutely fair play to him if he leaves villa and he's like a pure villa through and through from eight years old then any any player can leave yeah, I mean, I on, think, on, yeah. on, sorry, just going to say on the Grealish point, I don't know about you two, but I love seeing him start against Real Madrid in the Champions League semi final. Yeah. You know, been, for, he's been brilliant this season. I, I, yeah, I said the same brilliant. thing. I said the same thing. It's like, I, I really, I, I felt like he belonged there. And I feel like, you yeah. know, the thing is about, about Villa, we're in such a precarious place where we're really, you can see with the we're really trying to push on and start competing at a higher level now. So I feel like when Jack moved, we couldn't offer anything close to what City are offering. And depending yeah. on where Martinez goes, you know, if he was to say, for example, he joined Tottenham, as an example, 
I feel like we're at the level where we can start competing with Tottenham. We are yeah, competing for yeah, positions. Yeah. So yeah. For me, I wouldn't like that sideways step. If he's going to go to a Barcelona or some, you know, fair play, go, to go do your thing. Yeah. Quick one to finish, lads. Uh, we always do this on uh, on on our Gary our Gary's request uh, after the results of this weekend. Forest getting a draw, Leeds getting a draw, Everton getting beat. Obviously, Leicester play tomorrow. I've got give us a little relegation board. update. Let's let's yeah, let's have a look at the table. I'm looking and at get it involved now, in so... the chat, people. What your thoughts are? And it's just I always think it's so great us being involved in a European. Um, yeah, just looking down on these yeah, teams. Yeah, 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 it's it's much better. Yeah. I, I reckon it stays as it is. Southampton, Leicester, Leeds, in that order. Because yeah. Everton, Everton, I know that they they got they lost three 0 to Man City today. But what I saw of that game, they look they look like they've come come yeah, to life. They've got a bit of heart, haven't they? They've got a and bit they've of got, heart. They've got easier games. They've got um, Wolves and Bournemouth. Bournemouth are on the beach already. Wolves are kind of on the beach, um, apart from when they play Villa, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. Leeds have got Leeds have got tough running. They've got they've got uh, West Ham and, Le- and Spurs. Um, hoping Leeds will do us a favour. Can't really see it. Um, yeah. And Forest Forest have actually been really good. I think. Um, you know they drew against they drew against Chelsea yesterday. They they beat Forest. They've got Arsenal, which is obviously I don't know. Maybe Arsenal will be so disheartened from from the shit that they played today that they they might be on the beach already. Um, and then they've got Palace away last game of the season. So I think they'll be all right. I think Forest Forest probably need a point. I uh, and th- th- they'll be safe. I can't see a Leeds. I can't see any. We we had Leeds, yeah, we had Leeds staying up the other games. day. Yeah, Rich, we had Leeds staying up the other day. But I mean, they got a good. They they'll probably. Keep, I mean, going one nil up should be two nil up, missing a penalty, then going it's two one down. Yeah, it's Bamford, they, yeah. They, they just don't. They can't get the ball in the back of the net with Bamford. No. He's awful. And do you know what? No one deserves yeah. it more than Bamford. Fuck yeah, him. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. To rescue it from two one down to get two two. Yeah. West Ham, they're, they're not going to get. They're in thirty-seven points. They're fine, but are they will they have if they have a decent result against uh, uh, AZ Altmar, are they going to think like make a quite a few changes? Um, I don't want. I don't I think, want I think Leicester are down. I think Leicester are down. I think it's between Leeds and Leeds and Everton. I don't want Everton to go down because that's six points for us every season. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm not even joking. Leeds, Leeds is always Leeds is a tough away game for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leeds is always tough. They kind of create that atmosphere. Everton is just guaranteed six points every season. <laughs> yeah. I'm not here for it. We'll yeah. take it. Um, I'm going to put my neck on the line just because just because I want Leeds to beat Spurs. I'm going to say um, Everton. I'm going to say Everton, Leicester, Southampton. Yeah. I think Let's I think it'll be as that. it is. Yeah, I think it'll be as it is. I think it'll be Leeds, Leicester, Southampton. I think Ever- I think Everton can probably win their next two games. They were yeah. unbelievable against against Brighton. Right. You know, for a good twenty minutes, we're talking about how good Brighton are, and Everton their 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 game management was phenomenal. And Dwight McNeil mm. was like Messi; it yeah. was just unreal. So, yeah. and they, they've got that in 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 their locker. I, th- I think I think they've they've got enough to stay. I mean, Pickford has been fantastic. You know, yeah. the last few games, yeah. some of mean, saved. I mean, don't forget they could both win on the last day of the season, couldn't they? Leeds and yeah, Everton yeah. could win, and then like I said, Leeds go down. So it's not as if because 
he's not. Yeah, yeah, think, maybe you're right. I think, I think, I think, yeah, yeah. I think you've, ter- I think you've turned me. I think Everton. I, I think it goes to the last game. I do think it yeah. goes to the last game. I really do. I think uh, Southampton could stay up though. Hey. I'm waiting for someone to bite in the comments. No, they won't. No, they won't. They're already down. No way. They're already down. Yeah, I think I think it will stay. But Leicester do have a game in hand, and Leicester have the players. They've got the quality in terms. They're at home, aren't they, to Liverpool I think tomorrow? Also for Dean Smith as well. I, f- I feel like going down with Leicester will will tarnish his reputation more than it, it should. Um, it but you know. Uh, you know, we're but we're concerned at the top of the table. That's where we're looking. Exactly. exactly. Listen, if 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 Dean Smith wants wants a job and he goes down with Leicester, I think I think they might keep him. Um, I, if, I if, they, I if they if they stay up, they'll get another manager. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's gone either way, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They've obviously yeah, yep. they've they've got the game tomorrow night. Listen, lads, what a great great part. I just just finish off, obviously. Fantastic result yesterday. Fantastic atmosphere. I don't want any any kind of you know disappointment for the how Brighton are doing. As I said before, all we can do is concentrate on ourselves. Yeah. And the performance that we got yesterday should leave us and and other Villa fans really positive for the next two games and really positive for the future. Yeah, I abs- absolutely agree. You know, Spurs are a good team. They've got lots of good players and. We, we made them look bang average. They're, you don't get to seventh in the league by not having quality in, in your squad. And they, they came to Villa Park and we controlled the game. We looked great. The atmosphere that we've touched on was, was amazing. And if we don't make Europe, I mean, there's, there's a few twists and turns still to come. I think the momentum and, and the narrative that there's been since Emery started is, is putting us in a, a phenomenal position. Yeah, I think just to end on that, I think, you know, if you look at, we talk about missed chances and I said this on a pod a pod or two ago. I was like, you know where we were. But we lost we lost to Man United and Wolves. But apart from that, if you look at that record going all the way back, we've done exceptionally well to get where we are. Like you really oh, like especially with the squad as it is as well, you know, I think it it's there to be improved massively. There's a lot of improvements. I think we need a right back wingers, whatever, like we've already said, you know. We've just got we've got to be chuffed with this season. The fact that we're in it to the last day, we've got something to play for. Um, you know, I'd love to see us back in Europe, but if it, if it's not this season, I guarantee you it will be next because Unai Emery's won the trust of the board, the fans, yeah. um, and and he's going to be able to implement what he wants to do. And I tell you what, if we get into a European competition with Unai Emery, watch out because he's very good at them. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, look, lads, fantastic. The comments are amazing. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Over 80 watching tonight, and we've done an hour and 40 minutes. Brilliant. Look out for the shows coming up in a week. Talking tactics with Gareth. Match preview for Liverpool. But as always, remember, we all follow the Villa. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>